Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. Does that answer your question? You did it. It was, it was a pregnant pause before you hit record. Well, you asked if we were going to record. I think I think today's podcast is going to be brought to you by the sounds of silence. Hmm. Lots of silence today. It's going to be like an NPR piece. <laughs> Only without the integrity. Yeah. Zero integrity. <laughs> zero fact checking. Right. Um, no fact checking. No right. light jazz interludes. Our Our interns are off for the summer. Steve's coming to us from his secret uh, lab. I am. That's why it may sound sound a little different. Mm -hmm. And I actually turned my microphone on this week. I might sound a little better. I. What are you saying? A lot. Oh, you mean better than last week? Better than last week. I don't think I had it turned on. I could hear you. Uh, today's podcast is also brought to you by uh, Main Root Root Beer Hmm. for all your root beer needs. How is it? It's good. Where where did you get the main root root beer? Well, my wife purchased it for me from Natural Grocers. Today's mm-hmm. podcast is also brought to you by Natural Grocers, where vitamins cost more than your mortgage. Vitamin <laughs> Vitamin House at Natural that's, Grocers. That's not a great endorsement, dude. Once <laughs> it, I don't even know if they work. It's you're still taking them. I'm still taking them, and I think I'm peeing them out. Just peeing them out. Just yeah. all the goodness. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. My name is Joel. And I'm Steve. And this is a podcast? No, it's a podcast. You can say it's this, a podcast. This is a podcast. This is a podcast. <laughs> Welcome to it. Definitively a podcast. Two oh. cis straight middle-aged white dudes. <laughs> Having a podcast. Having a podcast on a Thursday afternoon. And what a lovely Thursday afternoon it is. It really is nice. I, I mowed the yard today. I I put together uh, a bamboo f- um, shoe rack. Bamboo shoe rack. I went to Ace Hardware and bought tin snips. Why are you snipping tin? Well, Steve, uh, they're my... my my new puppy found a hole in the chain link. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I bought some just like metal, like just some chicken wire mm-hmm. and I need to cut it and I don't have anything adequate to cut it. Mm-hmm. So I bought some tin snips. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, the joys of dog ownership. Well, also like any place that's dog friendly, they just give her the biggest fucking treats. Like she's only getting training treats right now, but like the drive through at the bank, the drive, you know, Ace Hardware, they like pull out these huge fucking treats. She goes bananas. So it's good. I can't see as I've ever taken my dog to the hardware store. Dude, Ace is dog friendly, dude. I'm looking up all these places that are dog friendly. There's a, there's a, there's a dog. It's what is it called? Urban dog bar or something right over by our house by Ace. And they've got non-alcoholic, you know, soda, whatever. I'm like, I'm going to take my dog to the bar. You have opinions. I I can't fathom having that much time. 
Steve, I'm on summer break, baby. I know. I, 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 I'm not judging. I'm just saying, like, I can't even imagine what it must be like to just be like, you know, I think I'm going to walk the dog down to the non-alcoholic bar and just hang out for a while. Yeah. I mean, I think they do have actual booze, but they also have options for us sober folks. to. You know what, Joel? I hate your freedoms. See, you know, it's funny that you say that because... I used to think I like there was a there was a good 48 hours there where I I thought that this dog was ruining all of my summer freedoms. The dog's ruining your life. And then Kirsten and I had a conversation last night because we're, you know, it's a shift in everything. And Mm -hmm. she's like, what if we just act as if we're here for this? What if we just let go of what Mm -hmm. is different and just act as if we signed up for this? Hold on. If all you've got to live for is what you left behind. Get yourself a powder charge and seal that silver mine. Ooh, good one. Good one. I'm just saying. Yeah, man. Seal it up. Cross the Rio Grandio, baby. That's a good poll, man. That was Thank a really you. good poll. Well, yeah. thanks for joining us, everybody. That We're not going to get any better than that. Nope. I watched this thing. It was like, take this, like, here's how you let go of your past. Right now, in this moment, pretend as if an alien just landed into your body and is taking in this experience for the very first time. This is all you've known. This is exactly the way it should be. Mm. Whatever you're around right now is exactly the way it should be. And that's what I'm trying to work with. Is is Do you have to envision the alien piece, or can you just say that this is the way it's supposed to be? Uh, I've heard that. I've heard that phrase. This is the way it's supposed to be so much. My brain's like, nah, nah fuck that. I need, so I need, I need aliens. Get, okay. Well, I, I need an, yeah, I need a, I need a thought experiment. I need an like, alien. It's not supposed to be like this. Like, well, actually it literally is supposed to be like this because this is the way it is. This is Therefore, the way it is. by definition, this is the way it's supposed to be because this is the way it is. Correct. Uh, right now it's like this. Right now it's like this. Mm-hmm. It is what it is, man. No, but I hate that. <laughs> you want it yeah. to be. You want it to be. You want it to be one way, but it's the other way. And me wanting it to be another way is what's making my. But I'm making up a story in my brain that is making me miserable. That's what I do there. Mm-hmm. When I'm, I'm like, when I don't even so- know what it's like. Well, I don't even know what I want. I don't even know what it's supposed to be. But because I want that, I think <laughs> this is wrong. That's what I do. That's what we do to our fucking selves, man. <laughs> I just make shit up and it hurts me. I just, I'm just hurting my own feelings all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I make shit up that hurts me. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that track though? You just make shit up and it hurts me. It's like I'm spending a lot of energy in my brain to make up a false reality that I think I want that is hurting me. I, I think we did it. I think we that yeah, dude. We peaked real early. It's only like eight minutes in, and we have 
peaks way too early. Because <laughs> it's not going to get any better than that. I don't think so. Uh-oh. I mean, that's like Buddhism in a nutshell, right there. Pretty much, yeah. Well, the first two truths, at least. Right, yeah. Yeah, so what do we do about it then? Well, we got to live differently. We got to live as if you're an alien. Yes. Yes. That's key. That's key. You got to live as if you're an alien showing up in the present moment every, every, every moment. You got to bring yourself. Can can I be a Tropamadorian? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You can be Mm -hmm. whatever you want. I can be whatever. You can literally imagine whatever you want because that is not going to hurt you. But that's what we that's we just said that that's what. Hurts I know what I mean is you can imagine your the ghost uh, driving your meat suit to be whatever form you oh, want. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Meat suit. Yep, it's like a ghost in a fucking you know Star Trek bridge. You know, it's like the the cockroach thing in uh, Men in Black. Totally. I in think human of body. That's good. Mm-hmm. I think I also think of Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Never watched it. The, it's this is a brain that a, a, has a couple of appendages and is driving this huge body. Oh. I think his name is Krang. I don't if know. it's not, you can email us at ttbbpodcast at gmail.com. Nice work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's our social media presence doing? Well, I post about the show every time we do one. Steve. I think that's great. I I don't get any. I don't go into the analytics of it. No, we should. We should. We we need an intern. We need. We need. Well, our we fired our last intern. Worthless. Terrible. Terrible. It was a. His name was Joel, and he was a past version of myself, and we had to fire him. <laughs> that was like nine versions ago. I don't feel like he was putting much effort into it. He really wasn't. He kind of just was funny. It's a shame because he, he was a talented person. He just didn't apply himself. He didn't. He uh, he came to us with, a, I mean, two degrees in creative pursuits, you know? Like, he's created and told he, interesting well, stories. He just acted like he was better than this podcast. Yeah, he really, he was really full of himself. Yeah. Yeah, it's, we can't have that. No, I mean, he had to go. If there's anything more important than our egos around here, I want him shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Um, and also, he demanded to be paid for it, which yeah, like weird. I'm like, dude, we're paying you an exposure. Right. We're, which is yeah. clearly worth a lot. Yeah. Social media presence exposure is huge right now. All the kids are into it. Apparently. You can parlay that into a TikTok career if you want. But he, he, you know, he gave up. He gave up. Well, we're better off without him. I mean, clearly. Right. <laughs> clearly. If we could just get our merch manager in gear. Oh, yeah. If you've ordered a mug, they're on back order. It's, <laughs> beca- it's because of the pandemic. Sorry. It's because of the pandemic. Please allow it 68 more weeks. Yeah, the supply chain issues are still pretty um, intense. Yeah. Plus we, fired we could... our, plus we fired our mug maker too, so there's that. Yeah, well, they were, they weren't cutting it. They no. weren't cutting it. Do we know any? Uh, do we know any pottery people? Because uh, you yeah, know, Marin well. does the Marin does the hand thrown mugs. 
I know. Um, I have a few. I feel. Oh, like... oh, I know. I uh, old pal, um, Austin Higgins throws ah. throws some clay around. I've seen her do that on the old Instagram machine. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's a thought, Austin. Austin, if you're interested in some uh, exposure for your ceramics <laughs> business, some internet exposure. Yeah, we have some. We have some um, digital social digital capital. We'd like to throw your way, and we'd be happy to do it. Yeah, and it, yeah, I mean, you'd have a lot of presence. Mm-hmm. You'd have uh, you know statistical numbers that would feed to your uh, online aggregator uh, thing. Yeah, your. Um, Flux capacitor could potentially increase, right? And uh, yeah, I, I that reminds me. I used to riff with my friend Jeremy. I think it was Jeremy. Yeah, where we would just make up, like we talk about cars, but not talk about actual parts of cars, but just make shit up. And one that always came out was the K wire. We uh, had a bad K wire, but we would just like try to talk. We try to talk as seriously as we could about the mechanics of an automobile without knowing jack shit about said mechanics mm-hmm. and just make stuff up. That was a good, that was a good bit. Good exercise that nobody saw but us. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Have you ever done or considered doing stand up? Yes. I've considered it, I've never done it. I feel like I do stand up every time I teach a class because it's sure. mostly improvised and very self-loathing. I'm definitely, oh. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have considered it. And at the time, there was a time our friend Casey was working up like three or five, three to five minutes mm-hmm. of material. And uh, I don't know if he ever did an open mic or not, but I've been to a couple of open mics and I've, I've always, I mean, this was maybe 10 years ago. I remember saying, I'm too scared to, like, I would never do that. Like, I need mm-hmm. a script and a rehearsal and all that. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I could do it. I might be but able you're, to do you're it. you're quick on the draw. Only on Thursdays at three, which is really not where, I you understand. Know. Not a lot of stand-up happens on Thursdays at three. No, no, no. it's not the real hot ticket. No. Hmm. I thought about it though. I'm like, I should do that just to freak myself out once or twice. Mm-hmm. You know, just Go like f- put yourself in the crucible. Yeah, put myself out there. You know, bucket list sort of. I did this. Mm-hmm. Is there a place to do that, Lincoln? Yeah, I think. There... Uh, I think there's a few open mics. I think there's still one at Duffy's. Hmm. Um, and Brad Stewart used to do right. one. He used to do one. I don't know if it was an, well, I don't know if it was, well, he did the Zularius, which I think was actual sort that of. That was different. Comics. Yeah. That, that was, was different, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think he did do one somewhere. Hmm. I should ask Semrad because he's, uh, he's kind of in charge of all the entertainment that goes on at Duffy's. I wonder if he's mm-hmm. doing an open mic. Hmm. That's something I've considered. Mike, Mike opens open mic. Mike. Oh boy. Yeah. See, this is this is my peak. This is peak Joel. I, you're on fire today, man. Little, very little sleep. Uh, gross from mowing the yard. Sugary root beer, three p.m. on a Thursday. I, it sounds great to me. What's cooking in that lab of yours? What's going on with you right now? What is going on with me? 
Oh, Simone, you know. let's talk about your big butt. I don't even know what that reference is. Pee Wee Irvin's Big Adventure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they're in the dinosaur. In the dinosaur. Well, yeah, because we were talking about the guy that I said to go to that meeting. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be at the meeting because I'm going to go see a show. And I said, tell him Large Marge sent you. And then I was like, I really, I really hope you get that reference. I hope you get that reference. And he was like, that, that reference is right in my wheelhouse. I was like, thank God. That's so funny. <laughs> tell him Large Marge sent you. Phantom 309 style. <laughs> What's new with you, man? What's going on? You know, What's what? the haps? Like almost nothing. I really okay. have nothing. I, I there's. I mean, it's not a, a bad thing. No, no. Um, we're just kind of doing the. I don't know. This is gonna be the most boring. You shouldn't ask me that question. I know. But what's going on? The answer. I don't. Not really anything. That's okay though. That's actually not true. But some of the things I'm not going to talk about on the podcast. So there's that. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. The, yeah, we don't. We don't unpack everything here. That's no, uh-uh. for the sake of, you know, to protect the guilty. Right. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, I went and saw a train. Uh, <laughs> dude, tell me about the train. Tell us, yeah. tell us all about the train. Well, and, so, and, and the fact that you've kind of texted me and our group thread for years, you've gone to see this train a lot, right? Well, this one and the uh, its counterpart. So the train that I saw was, uh, it's colloquially known as the Big Boy, which was, there were 25 of them built um, in the early 40s. It's basically to haul heavy freight over the Rocky Mountains. And there are these 1.2 million pound steam locomotives that are 4884 layout, which means they have four trailing wheels, eight driving wheels, then another set of eight driving wheels, and then four leading wheels. Holy shit. They're huge. You can see one at Kennefick Park in Omaha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Overlooking I-80. Yeah. Um, And they're just these mammoth machines. Um, And there's one um, that's actually functional. It was rehabbed by volunteers, I think. Um, and it started coming back in service in 2019. And the Union Pacific Railroad has what they call the Heritage Fleet, which is basically rolling museums. Hmm. And so periodically they'll bring one of these things out of mothballs and send it across the country on like a, a museum tour. And so this- and it literally, It's going coast to coast? Like that thing no, still runs- up- I don't remember where it, where it started on this particular- journey but it came through columbus and fremont nebraska and i went and saw it up in fremont and its final destination was outside of the college world series in uh omaha oh cool. because they had that track that pulls up right across the street from the stadium so we'll yep. be there for a week i think just sitting um but the chance to get to see it up close like you know you can stand by it basically and have it watch it roll into town and roll out of town and um it's not quite as whatever awe-inspiring as it was back in the day because they converted them from coal power to oil fuel Uh, and they run a little cleaner and they run a little quieter but it's still steam powered Mm -hmm. and um yeah it's just this incredible piece of history moving history and Mm -hmm. people come out i mean there was hundreds of people there in fremont 
to see it, you know, all shapes, all sizes. Um, ran into a friend from Lincoln there um, with his kids and it's this particular locomotive was in service from 1941 to 1961 mm. and just hauling Herculean amounts of freight over the Rocky Mountains um, designed to go over the, the steep grades carrying all the cars. And uh, you're listening to NPR's Train Talk with Joe and Steve. <laughs> Welcome much. to Train Talk. Yeah. And the, so that's fucking know, dope, though, that like, would you, how much did you say the thing weighed? 1.2 million pounds. So it needs all of that power just to move itself. Was it hauling, like in that time, it was hauling freight, obviously, oh, or yeah. people, mm-hmm. or what, what was freight, that for? Heavy freight. It was wow. uh, partly, I think, um, to, help for world war ii oh wow um, and so yeah i mean you have to you just said i'll put a link and i guess in the show notes just, just to a wikipedia page or something to see it but the pictures do not do these things justice yeah. i mean they're they're really it's kind of I mean, even one of my my younger daughter went to a little look at it and you know at first she was like well i'll just go along for the ride and there'll be lunch i'm sure you know but when it's pulling <laughs> in she was like oh my god like that thing's huge mm-hmm. and if you're all a rail fan type person you know it's a just a piece of americana it's a piece mm-hmm. of technology it's you know uh uh just brute force i mean <laughs> there's like the to, to 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 deal with the issues of heavier loads across longer distances they just made bigger engines <laughs> that's the american way baby that's right mm-hmm. and so it's really it's like two the big boy is essentially two very large locomotives in one structure that's amazing mm-hmm. yeah it's and is this like one of the only ones still running it's the only one still running oh shit there are 25 of them built and then it's i guess cousin locomotive the challenger which is a 4664 um machine uh, but with the drive wheels on the Challenger, like six feet tall, they're just huge. Um, but that I saw that one in 2010 down in Marysville, Kansas, and it actually got retired from even museum service like right after that because it just mm-hmm. needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But I just read uh, recently that it's undergoing rehab to come back into into museum service, into heritage fleet service. So that'll be cool for people that are into that sort of thing, you know. Yeah, if you're into that sort of thing, mm-hmm. it's where really, does it where does it live? Where does the one you Cheyenne? Live? They it, it's housed in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yeah, so they they, they drive it as mm-hmm. a locomotive from there. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. other way to get it anywhere, right? No, and it like hauls, what do you do with that? It hauls um like cars to house the crew, and yeah. and I think. Uh, not i think on this trip but but i mean sometimes they'll haul like passengers mm-hmm. on like an old style mm-hmm. passenger car situation you know mm-hmm. that wasn't happening this time in fact this time i was actually hauling a more modern a locomotive probably just in case it broke down you know right right as a so it could push its way wherever it needed to get you know wow but i mean it's hard to describe the just the size and the awesome um, sort of what I'm looking for power. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. It's very, 
it's one thing to to like oh yeah steam locomotive going down the track it's another thing to be standing in front of one that weighs over a million pounds right. blowing smoke you know yeah. like it's yeah. a it's a it's a and the 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 steam whistle uh-huh. is incredibly loud yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm painful, sure like just for miles away you know i hear the thing coming and it's just I don't, it's it really just awe-inspiring it's awesome the, yeah it, just to stand and look at it and watch it chug away it was just mind-blowing have you always kind of been into trains i feel like mm-hmm. since i was a kid yeah i feel like we've been on road trips and you've mm-hmm. said, you've revealed that once or twice and model trains really... and whatnot and yeah i don't know it's just something i've always been interested in yeah our friend and past guest jacks van cleve's son august is really into trains he photographs them and he paints them yeah and uh, uh he's actually won some awards for his work along those lines which is really cool yeah his instagram handle is van cleave rail right yep. uh v-a-n-c-l-e-a-v-e rail yeah and it's so cool like it's just really cool. like and it, you know the photos he gets and just sort of the descriptions of what what i'm looking at it's mm-hmm. like it's interesting to any even if you don't care it's like right it's always cool to see people into shit especially if you're not really into it, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? It's like, man, that person's really into that mm-hmm. and they like to do that. And mm-hmm. they like to really photograph that, talk about that, collect that, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is cool. It's, it's, it's inspiring. It's like, yeah, dude, just wave that flag. Yeah, dude. Yeah. To your hooter, man. It's, like it's exactly, it's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, if anybody wants a cool account to follow, follow Van Cleaver Ale. Yeah. It's awesome. I it, Jack said he was going to be up there. I didn't see him, but there was a lot of people. There was a lot of people there. You know, a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. A lot of ins lot, and outs. Lot and what have yous. Mm-hmm. A lot of strands and old dude's head. Nice marmot. <laughs> I think it's about time for my annual viewing of that. Yeah, yeah. That I should do a double feature of Big Lebowski and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm, that's a good double bill that is you start with peewee probably yeah 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 Mm -hmm. and then move on to the more evening right the more evening feature of you know the more salacious tale of la right i remember in my first year of acting school grad school uh we did some work with um like film noir, just different film noir texts, you know, like we read uh, Trouble is My Business and a bunch of like Raymond Chandler shit. And when we watched a bunch of noir, you know, the Maltese mm-hmm. Falcon and um, uh, God, what's the not e- what is it? F- fucking evil, something evil. God damn it. Anyway, and then we then we started kind of getting interested in like Okay, well, this trope of like a a guy in Los Angeles looking for something, trying to figure something out, gets knocked out at some point, has a dame that he's you know got gets double crossed by, a lot of shit goes down, and I was like, that's the big Le- the big Lebowski is the modern film noir, even though it's not like right. black and white, right? Like right. it's the modern noir story. It's perfect. So I read, did, do you remember the movie, the hot spot with Don Johnson? No, I don't okay. think I saw that. 
Okay. Well, I didn't either actually, but it came up somehow it came up. Um, I don't know something I was reading and uh, the, the book that it's based on was kind of a, it's called hell hath no fury mm -hmm. and it's by, this is going to bother me because I can't find the damn name of the uh, um, <laughs> author. It's going to bother. I don't think the hotspot was that great of a movie, but um, it was directed by Dennis Hopper. So there's that starring Don Johnson and it didn't, was yeah, and and also has uh, Virginia Madsen and Jennifer Connelly in it. Shit, right? Um, but it's Too kind big of to fail. It's kind of a. Um, I'm really bothered that I can't find the. Anyway, I read the book. Have you ever tried Google? Of, Just go to Google. I'm fucking looking at. I'm looking at it right now. Joel, God damn it! Um, He's got to be quiet in his secret lab. He can't yell at me like he wants to. Um whatever it's called hell hath no fear the author is escaping me but okay. it's uh it's about kind of a a low-level criminal type person that's kind of sort of going straight ish in this small mm -hmm. town in louisiana or texas or someplace and uh immediately kind of gets sucked into a web of like he figures a way to pull off the crime of the century in this little town and mm -hmm. then he gets involved with two different women and they both have their one designs and then the other local criminal in town and and it's just this really completely fucked up situation that he nice. totally gets himself into and he's totally aware that he gets himself into it right but he kind of can't help it you know right right and uh anyway it was very entertaining What's the the oh, book uh, or the movie? The, the book is called Hell Hath No Fury by Charles Williams. Charles Williams. Yeah. Okay. And it was like, you know, a trash novel, basically. Sure. sure. But it's delightfully trashy. Yeah. And then Dennis Hopper turned it into this movie, The Hot Spot, with Don Johnson, Virginia Madsen, Jennifer Connelly. What, uh, what year is that? 1990. Okay. All right. So he was he was he was trying to break out of the uh, the Miami Vice world and make it into yeah, big features. I, yeah, I think that's yeah. And I don't. And after having read the book, I can't see Don Johnson playing this guy. Right. That's and probably a that was a studio decision. It for was sure. yeah, and it needed to be more <laughs> not schlubby, but not as pretty. Mm -hmm. Don Johnson's Mickey Rourke would have been great in it. Yeah. God, Mickey Rourke. Mm -hmm. Like Mickey Rourke at, along the, the era of the wrestler, Mickey Rourke, yeah. that kind yeah. of like, he would have been great in this role. Mm -hmm. John Johnson's just too pretty. I mean, he is pretty though. He's pretty. Mm -hmm. Too pretty. Too pretty. Anyway, mm -hmm. that's, so that's what's happening. I saw a train and I read a book. <laughs> and this is our NPR episode. Right. I went to a rolling museum and I read some trashy literature. And we are going to go see uh, Wayne Coyne and the Flaming Lips tomorrow night in Omaha, Nebraska. That is I don't know what I'm getting into. Oh, you've never seen them? I have never seen the Flaming Lips. Oh. I remember my brother seeing the Lips way back in the day when their hit kind of broke the... Um, they had a she hit. Don't use, she don't use jelly or whatever, that, the Vaseline song. I don't know what that is. She uses Vaseline. That song? No. I don't know. 
Maybe I'll look that's it up. The lips, right? Oh God, if that's not the lips, I'm gonna feel like an asshole. But I do. I'm familiar. I am mostly familiar with the album they're going to be playing in its entirety, which is Yoshimi battles the Pink Robots. I didn't even know that was what they were doing. I'm just yeah. That's like the, that's the tour. I think oh. they're probably they might play other stuff, but they're playing that album specifically. Oh, and so they're going to have. I mean, but from what I can see, there's a lot of stage theatrics and very much so and confetti cannons mm-hmm. and balloon words mm-hmm. and large inflatables and the God time what... the time that i saw him loin coin spent most of the show on this i'll call it a podium but it was much bigger than that mm-hmm. and then from the podium were all these light tube tentacle things that went out and it was just psychedelic and just mind-meltingly trippy and weird and yeah so i'm okay. very excited mm-hmm I'm that excited like, too. That was like 10 years ago, probably. And they're still at it. I don't think they, they were one of the very few bands that were like, we're going to keep touring during the pandemic. And they did the mm-hmm. bubble shows. Bubbles. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. you could reserve a bubble. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that worked. I was actually showing my daughter one of those pictures recently. She's like, and you could breathe in there. And I'm like, I guess. I think I, I, he's like, they shared. So Kirsten and I kind of looked into it. I don't think we we're ever really going to go, but they came, they, they played Oklahoma city. Cause I think that's where he oh, lives. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're like, well, what does this really entail? And they kind of, then there was like, the show is only about 50 minutes. That's really all that you can really should be in these bubbles. You know, like <laughs> if you pass out, uh, use the flashlight to, signal somebody and i'm like oh no 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 that that's not sound, that doesn't sound very fun no i mean it was kind of cool to watch them do it but at the same mm-hmm. time i'm like do you really need to do you yeah, really need to be doing that no, right no, now i mean it's wayne coin they're gonna try all the things yeah that's why i love wayne coin because he's just weird as shit in a really super great weird. way mm-hmm. super weird mm-hmm. and makes no bones about it <clears throat> he's very he's a very hard cat to follow in an interview did you listen to that Marin interview with him right how old is it uh maybe four or three four yeah, years yeah i mean maybe there's so yeah. many Marin interviews who can there's a track. lot there's a lot mm-hmm. he was all over the place mm-hmm. in a great way but sure well he's, he's you know one of those artistic people i think he's also done a lot of drugs quite possibly yeah, I think that may be a factor as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's done a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but I'm know. stoked. I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm also excited to, you know, leave the kid at home and get out a little bit, man. Oh I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm just like bogged down, just like new dad, man. Just it's like, just a lot, dude. It's the, old, it's the old ball and chain, man. My friend Sean, he was like, whatever you do, at every possible turn, compare having a dog to having a kid to people that have kids. That's right. And he's like, you can't pussyfoot it though. You have right. to go all in, all in, yeah, just to really send them. Right. I'm like, yeah, geez. You know, sleep when the puppy sleeps. I don't know. I guess it's just you know, my whole lives have changed. And I just want you to know, Joel, that I love you, and I'm giving you so much grace around this. I know you really. I can tell. It's killing me. I can tell. I can so tell. You're like Steve's. Like your lips. Your your fucking your lips are bleeding from biting them so hard. Eh. 
I've known you for a long time. It's hard. I just haven't. I, I haven't gotten a lot of sleep. Here's the. Oh, shut the fuck up. We got to let the puppy out. It goes to the bathroom at 7 a.m., Steve. I know, I it's to, unbelievable. It's hard. It's hard. Hey, it is hard because it's all relative, right? Everybody's pain but, is relative. And, and this is this is where I've been able to find some grace. Is I yeah. know that for you, this is a major life shock. It's huge. It's huge. And so I've been able, because this is how magnanimous and giving I am. <laughs> I've been able to find space for Joel and his new puppy and the that morning. Is, I will say though, like to take it a level deeper, that is real compassion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To not be like shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck up, dude. Knock it off. It's like, okay, <laughs> my experience might be different, but I'm gonna love my friend through this huge life change, even though I think it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? So I appreciate the compassion. I, I get it, man. Like it's a thing. It's real. You guys have not had to deal with that like ever as a no. couple anyway, you know? No, we've not ever mm -hmm. had to deal with that. And I think it's made us better communicators because we have to, like we've leaned into that part of it, but it's hard. Yeah. yeah you got to be careful with that because then all you're doing is communicating about the kids. Yeah, well, I would know. That's why this flaming lip show, we're looking forward. We got a dog sitter. The great Colin Eggers coming over. Nice. He's going to bring his dog, Nico. They're going to hang out at the house, watch the puppy. Mm -hmm. We finally uh, get a night out, you know? That'll be great, man. It'll be great. I'll be there, you know, kind of skulking around behind you as a third wheel. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get in the weird mix. It'll be nice to have you there. It'll be fine. Shows with you are always the best. Aw. Are you going? So speaking of shows, let's just—we're just gonna have this conversation. What? What? Uh, dead? Are you going to all three Dead and Company nights? First two. I'm thinking Sunday. I'm thinking Sunday's our show. Never miss a Sunday there's show. Still, there's still tickets available for it. There are still tickets available for the Sunday show. You should get them straight, straight through the website. And also, there's—I get alerts from Cash or Trade. Oh. And there's always tickets coming up on that. Right. So. You should go. They're on fire. Yeah, I listened to that. Well, I listened to a the one of the Wrigley shows, and then been checking out the you know the free mm -hmm. set, you know the first few songs of the set mm -hmm. on YouTube that they put out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, unreal. It's really good. It's really good. It's really good. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm actually legitimately excited to do that one more time. Well, did we do it? I think we did it. I think, I think we, we did, did it. I think we did something. So. We did something. Mm -hmm. We created content. We created everyone's, everyone's favorite, favorite content. content. Everyone's Every favorite, favorite content. content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bold statement, but all of it, all of it, all of it. Yeah, yeah. Glad we did Glad this, man. Thanks for making time. Go back to dissecting aliens or whatever you're doing in area. That's exactly what I'm doing.
Don't forget, toot your hooter. <laughs>